Hey, everybody, this is Get Real. I'm Linda Dunham with Coldwell Banker Bernizer Realtors here in the Chippewa Valley. And I'm Brian Dunham, also in the Chippewa Valley. I'm not sure why we did the whole uh, Chippewa Valley thing. This is kind of a, a local podcast, so. Just reaffirming. Oh, all right. We are real estate agents um, over at Coldwell Banker, and we are here to help you navigate the ever-changing real estate market in our area. And it is ever-changing. The market has beginning has been starting to adjust. Um, prices are decreasing somewhat. Things are slowing up a bit. And I no longer look like the frazzled Barbie doll that you may see on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm touching that one. <laughs> so, so why don't we give a little bit of a background before we start talking about some of the other topics that we have here? Yeah, we absolutely can. So I began in this industry back in 2003. Um, a mother of four young children, um, I fell in love with real estate when purchasing my first home. I loved working with the agent I had. It seemed like a fun career. And I got to go in all of these houses, pick up decorating hints, and just really have a lot of fun. Um, As I learned more about real estate, I realized that it was a demanding job, different, ever-changing, but also allowed me to have the freedom to be the full-time mom that I also wanted to be to my growing children. I started over at a little place called Prudential Benrood Real Estate um, and then navigated to Coldwell Banker Bernizer and have been in the industry for 20 years um, in May of, of this year. Um, met my wonderful husband, Brian, uh, while at Coldwell Banker. Uh, we were actually put up as office mates. Um, we weren't really friends at first, I wouldn't say. <laughs> I would say we were competitors, right, Brian? Frenemies. Yep, yep. So we uh, we were competing for the same office, actually, and yep. that's kind of how we got to know each other. Yep. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, that was... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big practical joker, so we, we had a lot of... I had a lot of fun. Uh, she was... Definitely on the receiving end of a lot of the uh, practical jokes, um, and that did cause uh, a fair amount of tension behind the scenes uh, that uh, uh, some of the brokers had to deal with on a semi-regular basis. Nobody got injured, though. No, no. I thought for sure I would. <laughs> but but there was a time I did call and, and yell at the lady who was in charge of producing my postcards. Uh, why don't you... Tell oh, about that, Brian. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> so this was back when fax machines were actually being used, and what, what I I happened. We've got this big, uh, you know, the the fax room, and so the the fax comes in, and on on there was the bill to Linda, and so I took that and I made a copy of it, and then on the uh, over the top of the copy I wrote final notice past due, and then I ran it through the copy machine again, so it looked like it actually came through the fax machine, and uh, and so I put the original one uh, on the bottom of the one that I had uh, uh, changed. And then put them both upside down on on her desk, knowing that she would look at the first one, panic a little bit, and then you know take a look at the second page and realize that I was me playing a joke on her. Uh, and and so I waited and waited and waited in the office, and she hadn't returned and hadn't returned and hadn't returned. And finally, I had an appointment I had to go to. And when I got back, uh, 
she said, you know, can you believe this? I can't believe. I said, yeah, I put those sheets on here. And the audacity that they would have to <laughs> send that across the facts. And I can't believe. And I went, oh, God, she didn't look at the second page. So I timidly said, um, did did you see that second page? She, what second page? I went, oh, no. I said, well, uh, I said, I did that. I, I wrote it and then ran and I told the whole story. And she's like, oh, my God. I go, what? She goes, I called the lady and yelled at her for being so unprofessional. And that was one of the last practical jokes I ever played on her because uh, the anger uh, in her eyes uh, had me fearing for my life. Uh, <laughs> so that was uh, <laughs> like I said, nobody got hurt, but I, I thought for sure I would. I just couldn't believe that somebody would send that across. And I'm thinking, I've paid my bill like at the store even every time I've gone in there to order the postcards. And I'm thinking, what on earth? You know, what are what are my coworkers going to think? You know, um, and of course, my voice doesn't sound that evil. Everybody, everyone <laughs> knows I am kind and innocent. That's so right. I would never yell kind or and even kill a spider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, we've had a lot of fun through the years in real estate. Um, for those of you that don't know some of the behind the scenes things. Brian is um, a great uh, catcher. He um, loves catching oatmeal cookies in his mouth Uh, from across the room. Uh, I also used to do that with him. Um, But since, you know, since we began, um, you know, obviously we've been together now for what? Uh, Don't say too long, Brian. Oh, I wouldn't dream of saying that. (laughs) Probably close to what? uh, Well, we got our 10 year anniversary. Yeah, 10 year wedding anniversary. So we've been partners um, in the industry and in life for close to 13, 14 years. Um, And about maybe two years before that, when we were sharing our office together, uh, we kind of observed each other. We're both very um, detailed, analytical people, and we noticed that Brian would list a house and handle the transaction smoothly and beautifully, and it would sell like just like that. Uh, we noticed when I listed homes, um, I would not sell them as quickly. They would typically be overpriced. And um, But on the flip side, when I worked with buyers, the buyers would buy quick. Things would work out well. Um, and we both really enjoyed those aspects of the industry. Brian really enjoys the financial numbers portion. Um, and I really enjoy the relationships and just having the fun and making the memories, you know, the emotional part, essentially, of the buying process. And so about it, probably about 15 years ago now, yeah. we split off and decided that we would only take care, I would only take care of buyers and Brian would only take care of sellers and investors um, to really, you know, emphasize our strengths in our industry. So when people work with us, they're really getting, we say two agents for the price of one, Mm -hmm. but you're getting expertise from both sides of the coin. Um, Often uh, opposing viewpoints, but that's what it is. I mean, you know, you're trying to buy and I'm trying to sell. So they are, they tend to be in a, occasionally uh, opposing viewpoints, which mm-hmm. makes it interesting. It does make it interesting. But I think also through the years, our clients have also really appreciated that about us because it gives them two different perspectives to look at, you know, their biggest investment through. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're buying or selling, it truly is one of the biggest financial milestones of a person's life. And, and, t- and you know, t- to your point, selling tends to be uh, a, a bit more um, 
financially driven and and purchasing tends to be a bit more emotionally driven. And so to have us each capitalize on our strengths that way really does give uh, a lot of benefit to to both selling and buying with uh, different agents, uh, but under the same roof. So uh, the the uh, whole process can be uh, a, a bit more controlled and a bit more monitored than if you were using multiple agents uh, outside of uh, a team or outside of uh, companies. Um, so it, it does make it a, a lot more uh, streamlined, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, something else, too, that I think really allows us to be different from some of the industry um, is that we are full, full, full time agents. We live, breathe and bleed real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, our date nights can consist of, you know, a nice dinner out, uh, a movie perhaps, but we also um, really like to, I guess, wreak havoc on each other with a good game of Monopoly. And by the way, guys, Brian cheats I at Monopoly. Would never, <laughs> I would never. I would never. To that on a public source like this. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he is a really good friend from college that swears that Brian cheated at Monopoly every time they play. No, no. What happened is that it, Josh would beat me all the time, like endlessly. I would lose to Josh endlessly. And so I accused him all the time of cheating. And so now the story is, is that I've become the cheater because I win so much. But, oh, oh man, do I. Yeah, Josh, I still think he's a cheater. Josh <laughs> cheated. Had to have. Luckily, Josh doesn't live in the Chippewa Valley anymore. <laughs> so, Josh, if you're listening, we do love you. <laughs> um, but on a side note, you know, I think that we we're yin and yang. You know, there's the saying that opposites attract and we are definitely opposites in many, many fashions. But what we do come together on is our morals, our values and who we are as people. Mm -hmm. Um, We love our community. Mm -hmm. We love giving back to the community. We love our family. We love our close friends. And we really do truly love our work. I mean, most days, wouldn't you say, Bri, that it's not really work? Like, I'm hanging out with my clients sometimes is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait to go see, you know, X, Y, Z. I can't wait to go see that person. I can't wait to, you know, call them to tell them, oh, my gosh, we have an accepted offer. Um, I don't know if you remember my post on our Get Brian and Linda page on Facebook a few weeks ago, but I worked with a couple most of the winter into, well, what, less than a month ago. Mm-hmm. We wrote multiple offers in this insane market only to be beat out, oftentimes not really understanding why we were beat out. Um, And I finally, on a Sunday night at 1030, got to call them and say, I've waited nine months to tell you we have an accepted offer. I was so excited. Like, I thought I was going to start crying. Um, But that's, you know, they say do what you love and the rest just comes. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> well, and to your point, uh, you know, I mean, that's a wonderful segue to to kind of slide into some market conversation. Because um, Brian's all business all the time. I, well, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's the, again, you know, that's the yeah. listing side of thing. It's more of a, I, and yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yes, you did. It took you nine months. They got their house. Everybody's excited and everything went off without a hitch. I'm sure there were times that it was frustrating from, from a selling standpoint, you know, um, having those 
multiple offers come in and and having some explanation for some of the buyers uh, was a, a possibility. But, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, another offer ended up being better, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's just from a seller standpoint, that's just what it is. Sometimes there is no real reason other than it was just better, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, then none of it's from a selling standpoint, none of it's generally personal. You know, it's a business decision. You mm-hmm. try to capitalize how much money you can get out of your property and, and move forward all, you know, trying to make it relatively quick and, and reasonable for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, from the buyer standpoint, too, you can recognize like how we felt walking into our most recent home. It's a feel. It's an emotional decision because you literally feel at home, you know, and so for buyers, it has been difficult. Although, wouldn't you say as well, Brian, that the market is like I mentioned early on, the market is starting to adjust. Tell me what like oh, you're sure. seeing for on, sure on your side. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, w- w- there are a number of metrics that we look at when when we're kind of talking about how uh, is the market doing. When someone says, "Oh, geez, how's it going?" You know, I mean, there's generally people want to hear, "Well, gosh, you're you know, we're still selling like gangbusters," or "Geez, it's flat." But you know, there's a lot of information that goes into how you arrive on whether it's gangbusters or flat. Um, you know, one of the metrics we look at is the 12 month change in inventory and uh you know year over year right now we're we're up uh 40% and we're still only at a three-month inventory. And a six-month inventory is a balanced inventory. That would be neither buyer's nor seller's market. And uh, so we're still in a seller's market currently, but that is, um, you know, we're, we're 40% less in a buyer's or seller's market than we were a year ago at this time. And mm-hmm. it, it is noticeable uh, with the number of offers that we have coming in and with the pricing reflection that we have. Um, you know, and again, the, the month supply of inventory again three months. That's another m- metric that we look at. And and if if we have high demand, then the that then it get the metric. You know, the months on market goes lower, and uh, lower demand, the m- months on market goes higher. So, uh, like I said, a six month uh, supply is a balanced market, and we have not seen a balanced market in golly years, mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. and years pre pandemic. Um, I'd say probably close to eight years now it's been mm-hmm. that we've been in a seller's market uh, and the valuation of the homes has gone up so tremendously. And as we start to come into a market correction, whether it's a market correction for a day or, or 24 years, you know, which isn't realistic, but, you know, whether whatever the market correction looks like, uh, I, I think it would be unlikely that we would see a correction so tremendous that we would um, wipe out the majority of the gains that most buyers uh, have experienced over the last, you know, twelve to sixty months. Um, I, I the, the the amount of um, value that has been created over the last three to five years is uh, tremendous. Um, and you know, that's a whole nother conversation in and of itself mm-hmm. is how, how, to, how, how that is derived. But, uh, it, it is, um, over the, ne- you know, over the next few market cycles, we're going to see some interesting things happen. And I think that, you know, pricing is still going to be solid. We don't have the inventory again, you know, we've only got three months of inventory. We don't have a balanced inventory. Things that are, you know, affecting what we have are market, uh, 
you know, the market supply is light and the interest rates are high. Uh, and, and of course, the, the Fed has a little bit to do with that. Uh, but the market mortgage rate is tied to uh, not directly tied to what the Fed does. Um, and 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 I think that's probably a whole nother that's a whole other that's podcast. A whole nother, that's yeah. a whole other thirty-minute yeah. conversation somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I don't. I, I would expect that we're going to. You know, currently, I think we're at five, uh, seven and a quarter mm-hmm. for interest rate, and I would expect that we're going to see that coming into winter. Uh, you know, we're September right now, so com- coming into winter, uh, I think we're going to see that either maintain or come down uh, a bit, and I would expect fully by the spring market that we'll be down. Um, from seven and a half down to that six, uh, just based off of the information I'm getting now. Of course, on the flip side, you can go out and find information that suggests we're going to be at 14% too. So it really mm-hmm. depends on who you want to listen to, I guess. Uh, it, it seems to me, though, that looking at the trends, unless something unusual or a major event happens, I don't see, you know, if there's a major market correction or a stock market crash, then we might have a pretty bumpy road. But I, I see this slight correction that we're going through. Is something that will be probably maintained for a period of time, but uh, you know, I don't see. But back in you know when we had the in two thousand eight, we had almost a twenty percent market correction. I don't mm-hmm. see that happening. But uh, again, on the positive side, even if we did have a twenty percent market correction, you know, there have been years in the past, just recently, that we've seen a fifteen percent increase in valuation. So I don't, I you know, we're not. The, the money isn't, you know, the, the value of the home isn't going to be wiped away. Mm-hmm. Times like these are when I wish I had a crystal ball, you know, because oh, wouldn't it be interesting to know what's coming ahead? <laughs> um, you know, and, and just to, you know, spin off of your interest rate when you said that, you know, they're high. I really do think that that's perspective. Uh, when I purchased my first home, I believe it was in 1998 or 1999, you know, rates were in the middle sixes um, from my memory. Um, and again, I'm, you know, I lose my memory every once in a while, almost hitting 50. But anyway, <laughs> um, but, you know, in my world, that was not, quote unquote, high. That was average. That's what they were. Um, kind of that saying, you know, perspective is everything. Well, um, from a historical standpoint, anything right. below 8% is generally considered to be a good interest rate. Right. And right. we've had, you know, well, we've had 10, years of being spoiled. Years of, you, know, you know, I mean, two generations of buyers that have had you know, 3%, you know, interest rates are, or lower. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, has created a whole new situation that we've never, uh, as an industry had to deal with. Uh, and it's kind of being dubbed the golden handcuffs, you know, you know, we want to move, but we've got a two and a half percent interest rate. And right. now interest is at seven and a quarter percent. Mm-hmm. What is so wonderful about the next place that we want to move to that we're willing to pay almost 5% more. Right. So it, it's uh, kind of, that along with uh, the in the Chippewa Valley, the increase in uh, you know people moving to the area is going to continue to force us to have a, a, a shorter market supply uh, for the foreseeable future, which makes me believe that you know we're not going to lose a lot of the value of our home, despite mm-hmm. what again some of the I don't know naysayers are saying. Well, and I I do feel also during the. 08 through, I always say through the 13 recession, <laughs> um, but because it, it just seemed to linger on for, for different businesses and many people. Um, 
you know, I do recall during that time, we were in the Chippewa Valley a little bit more protected than per se, you know, Phoenix or California or places like that. The great things about our area that will continue to allow our community to thrive is our colleges. You know, we have UW-Stout 30 minutes away. We have UW-Eau Claire. We have CVTC, multiple hospitals, yeah, you know, cancer Claire, you know, cancer care clinics. Yep. Um, well, Menards is a huge employer. And now we have Costco coming in. Yep. So I think that that also is going to bring a steady flow of employment and security to many of our residents. Well, I mean, the, with, with the Fed pushing their interest rate higher, we are seeing, you know, obviously some pullback in hiring, but mm-hmm. it's still a pretty, I mean, then I guess that I've heard some uh, some information about some job laws going on in the area, but for the most part, we're still at a pretty strong clip as far as hiring is concerned, mm-hmm. and and we're not seeing a lot of uh, pullback in in that metric. So, again, all kind of leads us to forecast a stronger real estate market. Mm-hmm. Positive mindset, positive outcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, on, on a lighter note, before we wrap up for the day, um, you know, I just think that this podcast is going to be a lot of fun. We're here doing this, um, you know, to allow our clients, our future clients and members of the community to, I guess, get a little bit more real with Brian and I, you know, um, we're willing to, you know, educate you, answer questions and just just be real with you, let you know a little bit more about who we are, you know, other than real estate agents, there's a lot more to us. So in the, in the coming weeks and months on our podcasts, you know, hopefully we'll have some fun guests planned that, uh, can tell a little bit more about some of our adventures. Um, but we're also here to, to give you insight on what is currently happening in our market as well, which is, which is huge, you know, not only for current homeowners, but the first time home buyers coming down the road, investors, you know, and, and just first time home sellers. Right, right. Just in general to know what's happening in and around your in your community is huge. I mean, knowledge, knowledge is power. So anything else you wanted to talk about today? No, everybody have a great, great rest of the week. I always say we did pretty good today, Brian. Normally <laughs> we tell our kids that uh, it's kind of like the movie Up. If you've ever seen the movie Up where um, the older man, um, I can't ever remember his name, Mr. Henderson or something, I want to say, but it's Ellie, the wife. She talks all the time, and he just sits there and smiles with his little glasses on. And I always say, we're just like the couple and up. Uh, <laughs> you don't say much. I like you. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have a great day, everyone, and thanks so much for joining us. We can't wait to talk with you again.